Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. It ain't the left side or the right side. Then it must be the fin side. Thank you, Solo D. Welcome to another episode of On the Fin Side here with Kat and Paul. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. I'm Brian Cat NFL, and Paul is fanatic underscore pick on Twitter. The NFL season has been thrown into really a giant tailspin here with this coronavirus. We hope everybody is safe out there, and we hope this next 20, 30 minutes provides a, a real necessary distraction with free agency right around the corner. Paul and I are refreshing our top 10 unrestricted free agent list. The tampering period, we're recording this here the night before, and we're going to get this up here quickly. So hopefully this reaches you before the free agency tampering period kicks off. The overwhelming opinion right now from everything I've been reading is that there are three names that really pop out as kind of the bigger name free agents in that first wave that the Dolphins could be interested in. It could all be speculation, but it does make sense when, when you look at the needs and where they're coming from. That's running back Melvin Gordon, cornerback Logan Ryan, and linebacker Kyle Van Noy. So, Paul, I can kind of understand the link with the former Patriots as well as such a big need at running back. I can understand the link, but at the same time, I think you can get a Melvin Gordon equivalent without spending Melvin Gordon money. Uh, between the draft, um, you can get get some supplemental guys in free agency, but it, it's Melvin. I'm I'm not sold on. And again, anytime any expatriate that that's tied to Brian Flores in any way, shape, or form shakes free, you're gonna hear rumors about it. I don't buy the Logan Ryan one. I think there's better cornerbacks on the market. And I I've got I've got Van Noy on my list, but he's not the highest guy on my list. I like what we saw out of Van Ginkle. Uh, I like what we we've seen out of um, oh god, I'm blank. Vince Beagle who who they did make a qualifying offer to. Um I just I think Van Noy's if he's leaving New England he's going to be trying to cash in for a payday in my opinion and and I, I I'm I'm good there. Yeah, I'll tell you that none of those three guys are going to be on my top ten list, but I I wouldn't be angered if if one of them were signed. I mean Melvin Gordon I agree with you there that you're going to have to pay him some money, but I wonder how much now because Austin Eckler his backup gets six million a year. Uh, to stay with the Chargers as a restricted free agent. I do think Gordon gets more than that. But if they can get him for $8 million a year, the argument can be made that 
they're spending that eight million and now they don't have to draft a running back in the first two rounds of the draft. Yeah. I think that that's, that's where you and I have differed a little bit at the running back position. It's, I don't think you even have to in the first two rounds of the draft. I think there are guys that fit the scheme that'll be there in round three or four that can come in and be immediate contributors. And I like some of the back end guys for the depth. So it's, it's, it's a huge difference there. I mean, and actually I did lie. Kyle Van Noy was 11th on my list. So he actually just missed the cut uh, as far as my top 10 goes. So I I did lie there for a second, folks. My apologies. (laughs) <laughs> at so at, at running back yeah if i don't necessarily want i'd actually prefer they don't sign gordon and use a pick in the second round uh, on whoever falls J, whether it's jk dobbins jonathan taylor clyde edwards alaire you name it but anyway we could go into the draft all night but let, let's stick with free agency but before we get to that another interesting name that's been thrown out there is trent is trent williams it looks like all those wounds haven't healed in washington he's 31 years old, multiple-time Pro Bowler. I mean, heck, might be a couple of Pro Bowls away from a Hall of Fame career. And, yeah, I mean, supposedly they're asking for a second-round pick. Uh, How do you feel about the whole situation? Would you want him in Miami? I would want him in Miami. I'd try to talk down their asking price, but at the end of the day, you know how strongly I feel when it comes to the draft that, with however many picks Miami ends up with in the first round. Right now they've got three. They may trade up. They may trade down. Based on how that board looks right now, Miami's going to have to use a pick on a left tackle in round one. If they get Trent Williams, they don't have to do that. They can pass on all these great left tackles, possibly be able to make some moves with their first-round picks to reacquire that second-round pick if they give it up. And – it'd be a huge, huge piece in fixing their, their offensive line here. So, yeah, I, I would give up the second-round pick. i try to talk, talk that asking price down, though. Yeah, that 56 pick, I would have to say overall I would give it. But if it's a three and a five, that's an even bigger no-brainer for me. I mean, when you start talking about the 56th or the 70th pick, I mean, would you rather have Trent Williams for three or four years, or would you rather have – you know, Sadiq Charles from LSU or Matt Pert from Connecticut, a project that you're hoping is going to be a decent player. And really it's kind of a flip of the coin of whether or not they even become a starting caliber player in the league when you look at the odds. So I'm right there with you. I think that'd be a steal. And these are the benefits you can afford when you have a hundred million cap space and you have 14 picks in the NFL draft. So Paul, Let's take a look at the franchise tag players. And throughout this top 10 list, it's important to note that the guys that have been franchise tagged already and the ones we expect to get franchise tagged, we left off this list out of the top 10. So taking a look at the players here that have already been tagged at the time we're recording, you've got tight end Hunter Henry for the Chargers, guard Brandon Scherf for the Redskins, Yannick Ngakwe, the edge rusher from the Jaguars, Matt Judon from the Ravens, safety Justin Simmons from the Broncos. Those are the five that have been tagged. The ones we expect to get tagged before 11 a.m. Central and noon, uh, noon Eastern on the, on the 16th, quarterback Dak Prescott, running back Derrick Henry, wide receiver A.J. Green, defensive tackle Chris Jones, defensive tackle Eric Armstead, 
defensive tackle Leonard Williams, edge rusher Shaq Barrett, and edge player Bud Dupree. So, Paul, looking at that list, is there anybody that jumps out at you as, A, somebody that you would be willing to trade draft picks for, whether it's a first, second, third round pick, or uh, is there anybody on this list that you think may shake free and may not be tagged tomorrow? I'd flirt with a couple of them if if it was a third round pick. Um, I, I don't like trading high draft picks for for existing players, even ones that are in their prime. Um, if if a couple of those guys don't get tagged, the one that would immediately catapult back onto my free agent target list would be Derrick Henry. It's I was very hopeful that the the Titans were going to have to burn their franchise tag on Ryan Tannehill and allow Derrick Henry to possibly shake free. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. Tannehill, congratulations on, on your huge contract today. Uh, I know some folks are, are sticker shocked at that contract. And, you know, you, you have to also take into account that that contract is not going to look huge in a couple of years based on the new CBA. But, again, Derrick Henry is the one that would definitely fly up there. Maybe Eric Armstead, just because I think he's a very good fit for the Brian Flores defense. Yeah, congratulations to Tannehill. Four years, $119 million, uh, $91 million guaranteed. When I was hearing that they were close to a contract, I was thinking four years, $110 to $115 million. So I wasn't too far off. So kudos to him. Great fit there in Tennessee. To go back to our point here on, on the free agents is um, one guy I trade for without question is Chris Jones for the Chiefs. He's but he was number one on my list. I expected him to get tagged. I would not only be willing to give the 56th pickup, um, I would be willing to even give up the 39th pick. Not not both picks, but I'd be willing to give the 39th pick up for him. 26 years old, and in my opinion, uh, a dot, one of the best, probably the best interior defensive player in the game besides Aaron Donald. I mean, in, in somebody that in this defense, Chris Jones, Davin Gotcha, and Christian Wilkins, there would be immense pressure on them to uh, to be the three that create pressure there on the inside and, and get the work done so that you can take the other eight defensive players and, and have them playing front to back a little bit more. So Chris Jones would certainly be one. Other than that, you know, I, I'm not quite sure. I'm not blown away with anybody. Shaq Barrett, and Bud Dupree, I'm not going to call them one-year wonders, but they certainly – I don't think you're going to ever see them play any better than they did this past year. So I, I'd probably pass on, on spending draft picks for both of them. So, Paul, before we get into our top ten list here, anything else with free agency coming up here that that that's on your mind? Not really. I'm excited to see what happens. I mean – I'll be glad when Brady signs somewhere, whether it's back in New England, whether it's in Vegas or, or San Diego, or God damn it, I did it again. L.A. Chargers, L.A. Uh, it's, <laughs> that's going to take forever to to get through this thick skull of mine. But uh, I'll be glad when that that is over with because I'm sick and tired of it dominating the sports world or what there is of a sports world given this whole coronavirus thing. Yeah, and the latest word there is uh, the Bucks and the Patriots are the two front runners on that. Let, let's see if anybody else comes up. I, I was thinking the Raiders or the Chargers might come in there. Doesn't look like it's going to be the case right now, but if it is, it would certainly throw a lot of things out of whack. So, Paul, these top 10 unrestricted free agents, and 
the, this is what Paul and I would do if we were the, the general manager of the team. So still some good talent out there. Let's start at number 10. Who came in at number 10 on your list? The only running back I have on my list is here at number 10, believe it or not, now that Derrick Henry's off the table. Jordan Howard, uh, I, he's removed from some pretty good seasons. I think he's a great fit for the Chan Gailey offense. He can catch the ball out of the backfield, and he's a hell of a lot better than anything we've got on the roster today. So he slips in here at number 10 for me. I've got uh, Andres Pete from the Saints, and I don't like Andres Pete all that much as a guard. I think he's been incredibly overrated, yet he made the Pro Bowl in, twice in the last three years, but uh, I think it was based on reputation only and because he was playing with the Saints. Six seven, three 316 pounds, played left tackle at Stanford, and I think he's always been playing out of place. And if he's counted as a left tackle, then I think he dwarfs everybody else in this in this free agent class. So he's somebody that can also give you some options on the left side of that line. Worst case scenario, he plays left guard, and you probably have the best left guard in your roster still. Number nine, Paul. Number nine, offensive guard. You're gonna you're gonna see a couple of themes throughout my top ten list, and I know we did this exercise a couple months ago. And God, I can't believe it's been a couple months already, but. Offensive guard, uh, Graham Glasgow, he can immediately come in and impact this offensive line. This offensive line is in drastic need of starters, especially given the fact that Miami surprisingly did not pick up the option on Daniel Kilgore, despite the fact that I wanted to upgrade in the draft this, this offseason. Um, yeah, Graham, Graham is a plug-and-play starter as soon as you sign, if that ink hits paper. He goes right to number one on the depth chart at guard. Nine for me is nose tackle defensive lineman, uh, J- Javon Hargrave. Even though not the biggest need, because I think Gotcha's best fit is at nose tackle, uh, I'd be willing to change the rules a little bit there. Uh, he has uh, 10 and a half sacks over the last two years. I think he can move around a little bit. He's got a little more athleticism than given credit for. The only possible hesitation is he's probably going to cost over $10 million a year. You wonder if you want to pay that for a defensive tackle. So yeah, Hargrave comes in at number nine. I had to, I had to throw center Connor McGovern on my top 10 list. It's, I don't love it. I really want to upgrade in the draft, whether it's Cushenberry or Ruiz, but again, it's, they were a luxury before that was an immediate upgrade. At this point, Miami's roster is pretty barren at center other than a couple of guys that can kind of do it a little bit, uh, which I don't like that idea walking into the season. So for me, this is a need-based one. Connor McGovern can, can come in, do the job well. I don't know if they still go center at that point, which is disappointing to me given the fact that I like some centers in this year's draft, which isn't a phrase that normally leaves my mouth as we, as we walk up to the draft. But, yeah, Connor McGovern, I think it can step in and start right next to Graham Glasgow if uh, if we're able to sign both. I have a feeling some of these players might end up on my list uh, as well as we continue to count down. Eight on mine is not a need position at all for the Dolphins, but Corey Littleton from the Rams. And on a, a defense that tends to be positionless at linebacker where you don't have the true edge rushing type outside linebacker, 
I think Corey Littleton could make a lot of sense here. He looks like a Brian Flores type of player. He's fast. He's versatile. Made a lot of plays for the Rams over the last couple of years. Just the last two years, 260 tackles, seven and a half sacks, five interceptions. So a lot of versatility there and, and plays his best when moving forward. So, you know, I like Jerome Baker, but I think he might also be a poor reason to pass on a player who has shown as much talent and as much playmaking skills as Corey Littleton over the last two years. Yeah, and I, I'm going to go to another position here that, that I think there's a big need at, and that's the safety position. Von Bell of the Saints, he's had 80-plus tackles each of the last four years. He, he usually is good for a few sacks. He, he did only have one interception. He's not the biggest ball hawk on the planet. But, again, he's a sure tackler that flies all over the field, and that that's a Flores guy day in and day out. So, for me, I, I think Vaughn could definitely be a huge fit for the Dolphins secondary uh, as we move forward here. Seven for me is Dante Fowler for the Rams, and I'm not quite sure if he's going to fit into this defense and because he's he makes a lot of plays outside of the shoulder, the shoulder pad of the offensive tackle where it, it seems like the Dolphins want to create their pressure from, from the inside out. I mean, they, they targeted Trey Flowers and Jadavian Clowney the last two off-seasons, or excuse me, last off-season. And so, but when you look at him, I mean, player that's just 25 years old, former third overall pick, and, and he's really started to come on here over the last year and a half of his career. So it looks like the light is starting to click on. 11 and a half sacks last year for the Rams, and they they don't have the money to to resign a player like Fowler, and the Dolphins were last in the league in sacks last year, so they've got to get that pass rush from somewhere. They do, and that's part of where I looked at Jerron Reed. He he's had a few issues, but again, when when he's been out there on the field, especially when he's up in Seattle, he he definitely showed the ability to do all the things, whether it was defending the run rushing the passer and and Flores tends to look for those more complete defensive linemen that may not be that specialist pass rusher but can get to the quarterback and can play the run and and Jerron Reed is just a fit for this Dolphins team and I don't know it's 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 something that Miami's going to need especially if somebody manages to steal Beagle away for a fourth rounder. I love the pick of Jerron Reed for the Seahawks back a couple of years ago. He, he fell to the forties. I wanted the dolphins to take a look at him in the first round of, of that year. I can't remember which year it was, but he, he was somebody I liked a lot. Uh, six, five and six for me. Cause you've touched on him already. Number six is Connor McGovern from the Broncos center guard versatility. He's he, more of a nimble type of center. Uh, and I, I like the, that he can, you know, if, if, if he's not great at center or if the, if the Dolphins say, let's, let's say they sign Connor McGovern and you, they get to the draft and they draft Lloyd Cushenberry or they draft Cesar Ruiz at the end of the first round or early in the second round, you could still have that flexibility to push a player like McGovern out to the guard spot. Same goes with Graham Glasgow. And, you know, he's, he's got great size at six six three eleven. Technically sound player too, and moves a lot better than you would think he would for for a guy that's that big. So 28 years old, that that's my one hang up with him. But I also think you could sign him for a four or five year contract, and you're going to get the most out of him because he's not somebody that makes his game on speed or power 
he's just an overall big, effective player. And though those guys tend to to stick around pretty well into their thirties. Yeah. So for me at six, and actually I'm gonna I'm gonna buckle my five and six together as well because I went I double dipped at the safety position. Again, this list is not we expect Miami to sign all of these. So some of the guys earlier were were fallback options. But Jimmy Ward from from the 49ers, he's a guy that can be a Swiss Army knife in the secondary. And we all know how much uh, Brian Flores values scheme versatility. And Jimmy Ward has that in spades. He can play slot corner. He can play free safety. He can play strong safety. Uh, he can kick outside if you really need him to, even though that's not his strongest suit. But he he really settled in a little bit at the safety spot this past year and, and started to excel. I know PFF had him graded pretty high, regardless of the fact he, he again, wasn't a, a true ball hawk. But then at five, Anthony Harris of the Vikings. I He's he's hitting the market. He wants to be back with Minnesota. Who's, who knows if that happens? He's coming off six interceptions and a touchdown. Last year, the guy just flies all over the field and finds the ball. And Miami does need to add a little of that in their secondary. Um, it, and you combine that with Xavier Howard coming back, that that's a secondary I can start smiling at again. A lot of depth out there in free safety and, and agent group. Four for me is DJ Raider from uh, the Texans, 26 years old. He has some for somebody who's six three, three hundred and forty five pounds, uh, moves very well for his size. Also, there's a connection with Dolphins defensive line coach Marion Hobby. So, somebody that allows the Dolphins to go into the draft saying we've we've got our our three guys up front and we don't have to spend a lot of resources. Yes, they still need an edge rusher. But if, if you're talking about somebody that's going to be in that ten to twelve million dollar a year range, DJ Raider. Uh, maybe that guy the Dolphins are interested in. Yeah, and I, I got my numbers a little bit mixed up there. Uh, so slide, that was four and five for for Anthony Harris and Jimmy Ward. And number three, the Connecticut boy, Byron Jones. Steal him away from the Cowboys, who are just going to be in cap hell, especially if Dak gets everything he's asking for, and they re-sign Amari Cooper potentially. Byron Jones is – by all accounts, hitting the open market, and you could immediately slide him into that secondary corner opposite Xavier Howard. You have Nick Needham now for depth, and really, really have a pair of shutdown corners on the outside, because I think Byron's going to really excel with with players throwing at him and Xavier out on the field. Yeah, I have a feeling our top three are going to look very, very similar here, because there, there's a clear, clear distinction in the top three. Uh, free agent. <laughs> Three for me is Joe Tooney from the Patriots. Uh, he fits that uh, zone blocking scheme perfectly that, that Chan Gailey's expected to run. Um, incredibly durable at the left guard spot. is He's the only player in NFL history to have to be in the Super Bowl three times in his first three seasons. Not saying specifically because of him, but he, he's certainly a heck of a left guard. Also over the last three years, he was ranked in the top 18 by pro football focus. So he's somebody that's been remarkably consistent, not only in the, as a pro, but going back to his NC state days, days too. He would be about 15 million a year at the guard spot. And supposedly the New York jets are, are very, uh, are very much after him. I think it would be a big mistake if the dolphins don't try to land Joe Tooney. Number two, uh, I'm, I'll just throw it out there here, Paul. Uh, I, I've got Byron Jones, 
echoing a, a lot of things you said there. I think he fits well. He played a lot of either cover one or cover three uh, in Dallas. And the Dolphins play that cover one man-to-man with the safety over the top a lot. So I think he fits the scheme really, really well. Uh, no interceptions over the last two years, but that doesn't really bother me for a man-to-man cornerback. He's got his back to the ball a lot, and he's sticky on those receivers. So either one would be a fantastic addition. So should we just count down and say it together here for number one on the list? Because I think we've both got the same guy here. Uh, and, and I'm, I'm not sure. If, I'm not sure if he said number two, but we, I'm, I'm assuming Tooney was number two for you. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, Tooney was number two. Uh, it's, and, and number one, Jackie boy from uh, Tennessee. He's going to yep. shake free if they, especially if they re-sign Derrick Henry. Uh, Miami's had a gaping hole at right tackle since Juwan James started getting injury prone, and. and I'm telling you, if Miami can sign a few of these linemen before the draft this week, um, Miami's line being in good shape completely changes their landscape of what they can need, can do with those 14 picks and what they will do with those 14 picks. Because if Miami's able to get, say, Conklin, Tooney, and Connor McGovern, there is nothing that they have to do other than that left tackle position. If they manage to trade for Trent Williams as well, there's nothing they have to do along that offensive line. Um, everything else is just gravy on top. And what they're able to do, they're able to fix their, their secondary in the draft. They're able to fix linebacker, their D-line. And Jack Conklin is such a key, critical piece because he, he's a jewel out in free agency at right tackle compared to anybody else on the market. And he's right in the prime of his career. So he fits with Miami's vision for the future while also answering questions about now. I'm right there with you. I mean, to me, there is no excuse with the Dolphins, who have the most free agent money by far and no state income tax, to not come away with Jack Conklin and or Joe Tooney. I I, I don't think it would be both, but it should be at least one. And, and there's a lot of reasons behind that. Number one, I mean, what are you harboring all this money for? I mean, the Dolphins do not need to go out in free agency and sign 15 players at four or five million a year each. And if you go back to what the Dolphins have done over the last couple of years, it's not the Indomitian Sues that have hurt them. Indomitian Sue is a top five defensive tackle. It's the players like Danny Amendola and Nate Allen and Byron Maxwell, these guys that cost five to seven million a year and aren't very good to begin with, and their previous team agreed, or else they would be there for five or seven million a year. Yeah, it's it's I am ridiculously I mean, I look at this CBA as well. I mean, people want to freak out at the idea that Conklin might command fifteen to seventeen million. Uh, and free agency. You need to keep in mind for for the listeners out there, we're going to an expanded playoff this year with two additional teams. We're going to be expanding the regular season probably in 2021. It's There's going to be so much additional TV marketing money in the pot that that the salary cap could literally jump by – 30 to 50 million next year alone, and then possibly another 20 to 30 million the following year. So you look at that, and suddenly that 17 million for a cornerstone right tackle 
for, for the next several years is chump change compared to what some of the guys will be getting on the open market next year and the year after. So $17 million with the fact that Miami's going to have 90 plus million in cap space, I'm not even blinking signing a, a, a cornerstone player on the offensive line like Jack Conklin. And Conklin and Tooney are players that are going to be around here in three to five years, too. I mean, Jack Conklin is 26, Joe Tooney's 27. And you hit the nail on the head, Paul. If you sign these two guys, what it also allows you to do, not, not only to get really good offensive linemen that you know what you're going to get out of them, and that's a very, very good player, it allows you to move Jesse Davis to right guard. It also allows you to move Michael Dieter possibly to center. Now, you can, uh, yes, you still need a left tackle in the draft, but if you don't get a center or right guard, th- that doesn't necessarily mean you're screwed at those positions. So, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Also, too, I like that we left uh, Kyle Van Noy and Logan Ryan off the list. They weren't far off from me. I think they're very good players. But if the Dolphins are going to draft Tua or Jordan Love, uh, hopefully not Justin Herbert, uh, if they draft Tua or Jordan Love, say in the uh, say in the uh, top five or somewhere in the first round or any quarterback, you're probably not getting immediate results out of them anyway. So if you sign Van Noy or or Logan Ryan, they're 29 now. They could be 32 by the time that quarterback hits that elite level, whoever it is. No, I'm with you 100%. And, and, you know, I don't get the Logan Ryan love. I've, I've never thought he was special. I think he made one special play, and he's been making. You know, he, he's he's the one hit wonder at corner, to me. And, and I don't care what he did; I care about what he's going to do. And I don't think he fits that mold to to drive forward here in Miami for for years to come. And Van Noy, yeah, it's. I like the player. I, I wouldn't be upset if they sign him. But CK had a very valid point when it comes to Vince Beagle. It, it's how much of it's the player and how much of it's the scheme and usage of the player and, and really being that person that's put in that position to succeed. Uh, and that's a very intriguing question when it comes to Van Noy. And I'm not willing to pay the money that it's going to take to find out the answer, which could go either way. And two other sleepers on my list here to, to round things out. Uh, Mackenzie Alexander from the Vikings. Uh, the cornerback, he's somebody I think has been hidden for a while. He can play outside. He can play inside. I liked him coming out of Clemson. Uh, and Kendall Fuller from the Chiefs. This is somebody the Chiefs thought enough of to include in the Alex Smith trade. He's 25 years old, can play some safety, can play some nickelback, so has some of that versatility too. And, Paul, I, I did like your list a lot as well, and I, I'm kicking myself now that we didn't do a top 15 list because – a lot of these players you, you had five through 10 would have been in that list. Like, like Von Bell, like Jimmy Ward, who's an interesting guy, like Anthony Harris. And yeah, so free safety is going to be a very, very deep position. You've also got Demarius Randall from the Browns. Uh, so you, there could be six or seven starting caliber free safeties in this class. Trey Boston. Yeah. Trey Boston, who, see, who seems to be a free agent every year for some reason. Uh, then he goes, <laughs> he gets, by a team late and then has four or five interceptions and then the next offseason nobody wants them like it it, he doesn't have a lot of speed I get that yeah it is it is I mean I I understand he's not the fastest guy but he certainly makes plays back there uh in the secondary he's a sure tackler 
one one interesting note, just speaking of sure tacklers, uh, the two that I had there, um, Anthony Harris and Jimmy Ward combined only missed seven tackles last year, according to Pro Football Focus. Wow. That's combined. Um, and then I, I did like that you had Corey Littleton on yours. If we had done a top 15, he would have been on mine. Another kind of similar player to Littleton is Blake Martinez that I had on my list if if we'd gone to 15. And I did have DJ Reader. Uh, he's such a force at, at nose, but also being able to rush the passer from there with his massive frame. It, it's hard to pass up, except when you look at the price tag it's going to cost. That's the only reason why he slid as far as he did down my list. It, two guys that I did not include that some of our listeners might might be surprised by. One is cornerback James Bradbury from the Panthers, 26 years old, more of a zone cornerback kind of guy. I think there's going to be a tremendous bidding war from over him from those zone cornerback teams. For the money, I, I don't think it's it's going to be cost effective for the Dolphins. I expect him to get 15 million a year. I definitely don't think it's worth it, and I don't think he's a great fit. Also. It'll be interesting to see if the Dolphins sniff Jadavian Clowney again. I don't think they will, but, nah. but this is somebody who wants – I mean, I'm sorry. I know he's probably the best run-defending edge guy in the game, but he had three sacks last year. I mean, there, there's got to be a little bit more than that for, from that edge rusher position. So based on talent, I certainly would have had him in the top 10 or 15, but I'm not paying that money for really for either player I mentioned. No, it's – yeah, before – we sign off here. I, I know I'm a little more in the feels on this one than you probably are, but I, I do just want to say, it, despite the fact that there have been some issues the past couple of years, I am very sad to see Rashad Jones go, even though I understand it and think it was the right move. Uh, Mr. Jones is going to be missed. It, it's the longest tenured Dolphin, believe it or not, which is the first time we could say that about somebody other than John Denny and so many off seasons. Um, but yeah, congrats, uh, you know, best of luck Rashad. I, I hope you catch on somewhere and do well. Hope it's not the Patriots, but you know, again, get best of luck and thanks for everything you did during your time here. I, I certainly echo that. I, I had some words last year when there was that incident in the Jets game, but that that certainly is overshadowed by what he brought here for 10 years had some injury problems, but he was, when he was on the field, he was fantastic. And I think somebody for a year or two is going to get a real big steal with Rashad Jones, somebody who, who needs that downhill attacking type of strong safety. So best of luck to Rashad Jones. And that will do it for our breakdown of our, our top 10 free agents expected to hit the market here. I am Brian Cat NFL and Paul is fanatic underscore pick on Twitter. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and on Spotify. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it's on the fin side. So let D take us out. It ain't the left side or the right side. And it must be the fin side. It ain't the left side or the right side. And it must be the fin side. Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what Brian Cat and Paul about to do again. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, 
and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.